0: This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello friends, I hope you are having an amazing day. I cannot wait to share with you this conversation that I had with Keita Turner. Keita Turner is an award-winning and nationally published interior designer who creates enduring, fashionably classic designs. Born in Houston, Texas and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, Turner is a graduate of the Rhode Island School of Design. Her acclaimed full-service interior and product design studio, Kita Turner Design, offers expertise in residential and commercial interior design and has produced environments for numerous high-profile clients across the country and beyond. Turner's business is about creating transformative, fashionably enduring designs that are clean and functional, warm and inviting, suitable and inspirational, but most importantly, that uplift the human spirit. Using the client's lifestyle as her canvas, she designs environments that both adapt to and convey the motivations, ethos, and habitudes of her clients. Turner has added home decor product design into her repertoire with her fashionable, vintage, and contemporary pillow collection, Livy and Neva. Kita is amazing. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. Quick reminder first, if you enjoy this podcast, you would also enjoy following along on Instagram at the life and style podcast. We would love it if you would tag us when you're listening to this podcast, tag us in your posts on your Instagram story. It absolutely makes our day and helps the podcast grow. Um, so without further ado, friends, I introduce to you the wonderful Keita Turner. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? So well, and thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes, I've been so excited to connect. Let's get started with a little intro. Can you tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Yes. uh, Well, my name is Keita Turner and I'll spell it for people in case they are wondering. So I spell it H-I-T-A. And I pronounce it Kita, even though it's really pronounced Keita. Really? Uh, I found out later on in life. <laughs> that uh, had to that have been a weird about, moment. <laughs> but I'll answer to both. Uh, I am an interior designer, or and I should say designer. I started out as a fashion designer before segueing into interiors. Um, and I specialize in residential and commercial design. And I like to say that you know, my business is about creating enduring fashionably classic designs, um, for my clients. And I can, you know, talk a little bit more about that later on.
0: Oh yes. I'm excited to get into it. That's a perfect intro. So I'm so curious, the going from fashion into interior and commercial spaces, what did that transition look like for you slash what kind of brought you into the design world to begin with?
1: Yeah. Well, what brought me into the design world to begin with was, um, you know, my my mom is an artist. Uh, she went to art school. She went to Kansas City Art Institute uh, okay. before we were born, before I was born. And and then when while we were kids, she went back and got her master's degree in fine art, painting and, and studio art and and all that. So I always was exposed to it. Um, and then exposed, exposed to the math side because my dad's a mathematician and a computer scientist. So oh wow. But what ended up happening? So I, you know, I'm from I was born in Houston. Okay. And then we my dad was transferred to St. Louis at some point. And I remember, you know, the schools in Houston or the particular district that I was in weren't the best school district. So when we transferred, uh, you know, my school looked a lot different. <laughs> you know, I was one of the only of uh, you know of. Of my ethnic background or whatever, so it was a Mm -hmm. bit of a shock and a culture shock as well as I was behind because the school we moved to a better school district. So Mm -hmm. you can imagine, as a I think it was first grade, so it being a little and it, it still sticks with me. So that notion and idea of having to like them having to kind of pull me back to bring me forward, yeah, was it stuck with me? So it kind of determined my path so I became very um I don't know like an overachiever to the really? point where by the time I was in high school I was in all honors classes interesting so, so also, this was kind of
0: a response like a it was reaction a reaction to that response, whole
1: reaction to that almost uh, trigger or almost um what do you call that? I guess you call it a trigger or yeah. something no, in, in a sense traumatic, but I don't want to call it so
0: kind of the inciting so incident. There are more traumatic
1: things in life than, than that. But um yeah, but by the time well, so it's so funny when I was in second grade, I used to draw my own Vogue magazines, but then I would really? share in the class and get in trouble because I was oh, no you know was chatty. <laughs> And then I was passing them around when we're, you know, when the kids are supposed to be paying attention to, and then the teacher used to be like, Miss Turner, would you like to share that with the entire class? And then she would tell my parents and whatever, you know, so it was
0: horrible. Oh my goodness. I love that.
1: Jumping to um, high school, I think by the time I got to honors chemistry and a crazy thing too is math was not my strongest, even Mm. though my dad was a mathematician, it just was not my strongest and then honors chemistry actually kind of kicked my butt. Mm. And so I went through this moment of being a little depressed and like oh my god what am I going to do and 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 you know losing a, some self esteem you know on where where my path is going to lead me because I thought that that was like you know honors biology and chemistry and all that that was the path to being becoming a doctor cuz mm, I wanted yeah. to be. So in my mind I wanted to be a doctor because I thought that's what all of the smart kids did. Okay. And so most wow. of the kids that I was in class with, that's where they, you know, their trajectory. Yeah. So I think it was like I don't know if that was sophomore, yeah it may have been sophomore year, and so I just went home. I was you know like oh mom I don't know what I'm gonna do. i was <laughs> like, you know, just serious. My, uh, yeah. About it at that age, and so my mom, it was my mom who was like, well Kita, you always liked art. You know, so why don't you think about going into that uh, area? And I was like, okay, but the school, you know, so my the the district that I was in was a great district. There were like four schools in that district, and the art classes I were taking were great, but they weren't the best. So that teacher actually recommended to my parents that I go to another school, another, okay, di- another really? district. Okay, Yeah. So I did that, and I am not a morning person. I'm, Me neither.
0: Me you either.
1: Have, you have to, <laughs> I, mean, I have to be at times to have meetings, and more, but, but really by nature, I'm not. Um, so I went to zero period for two years. Oh I drove to another high school that was known. She was just known for really developing young, young minds, and young students portfolios. And so she was the one that when I got inside, so I, again, just not. Being that student, not knowing and feeling like, "Oh my God, I gotta apply to all these different schools because I may not get into any of them." Yeah. Um, I applied to all these different schools, um, and, and I got to talk. Not really. I oh I, my I gotta, gosh! But that just shows you too, at that age, where your self-esteem is not all you know. Can and
0: it, it doesn't necessarily correlate with always reality, change,
1: and it doesn't <laughs> always change. Let me preface that it still sometimes carries with you, um, but. I got into RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. And that teacher was like, if she gets into that school, she really should go there. And of course, my dad being like a bit afraid of me going to art school was like, well, you need to go to that school.
0: Okay. It's <laughs> so, like, if you're doing <laughs> this, that's where you're do? going. Yeah. What are you going to do <laughs> as a career? You know?
1: So yeah, yes. so I, I did it, and I loved fashion. So I, I ended up, um, even though it was an art and design school, I ended up majoring in fashion. And then that brought me to New York City. Really? Yes. Wow. And that was very long to get to that, to, to, New York and how I, you know, so yeah, so I was a fashion designer for about nine, 10 years. Okay. And became, I wasn't doing the high end Bryant park fashion week. I was more in the corporate fashion is a business. It is very corp. I mean, there are very, there are corporate entities, corporate businesses. I was working, I started out working for the largest like Liz Claiborne at the time I'm, I'm dating myself. But (laughs) like old navy when when gap was bringing um old navy on board is one of their uh, brands um and then federated department stores who owns macy's and bloomingdale so i was a designer that was like my last job so i was very in the corporate yeah um um, arena of fashion so and it was it was boot camp it it taught me it taught me a lot i mean you still you know i'm still a designer but it taught me the ins and outs of like kind of running a business, especially if you're in a smaller, like my, my last company was a smaller uh, company that was owned by Federated. So um, they were vertical, they had their own stores, but we, um, but it was a small operation. So you, okay. I got a chance to work with the buyers and work with the, you know, the president and work with the heads of merchandising, so. Um, wow. Yeah. So and then just, you know, but but it became very cyclical and very when you're working on the corporate end, on the the mass market in the fashion, it becomes the same thing day in, day out. Mm. That, you It know, doesn't change much from one season to the next. Was so that wearing a while, on you? I, <laughs> it was wearing on me and I just felt like, oh, this is not it wasn't as creative for me. And I just felt like Mm. that's not what I went to art school for. And I I, I didn't feel like I was reaching my potential and I felt, I don't know, a bit disconnected from community.
0: Yeah. Wow. So did it take you a long time once you started feeling that way to kind of make the decision to start moving in a new direction?
1: Well, the other thing is because it was, you know, fashion's cutthroat. Fashion is is cutthroat. (laughs) And even more, so oh, as it changed, as we started to see more fast fashion,
0: mm. which we're actually
1: seeing now in interiors, we can circle back to that. Where it's, um, especially if you're in women's wear, or juniors wear, it's fast. It's like women mm. want, it's, it's like, okay. This is the latest fashion. Now I gotta go to this. Now I gotta go, okay. Now. So then we're having to keep up with. Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: so it's, it just becomes. So you can imagine just listening to me talk too. It's like that the stress and that you know sometimes not the nicest people
0: yeah I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I feel like me, my stress levels know. would be very high <laughs>
1: yeah, and don't get me wrong I still love like I love fashion more now that I've removed myself <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Bergdorf yesterday just walking around like I love high end like high end like just dreaming um they asked me if I'm spending my money there anymore <laughs> no no yeah, not a good not a good uh place to make my money but um uh I don't know where
0: I was but yeah so so you were kind of hitting that point of this is not
1: that point so I so what happened was I um wanted to make my home an oasis so I designed my home and this was back in my like 20s late 20s mid mid to late 20s so I designed my home using pieces from my parents that they that they used to own a lot of Danish modern scandinavian furniture and then pieces that i would find from flea markets and 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 wherever so i and then i had a party with three or four of my girlfriends we had it at my apartment so you can imagine it was a two-bedroom apartment full of 20 somethings packed never did that again
0: oh my goodness
1: (laughs) never did that again because i had a white a white sofa Oh, no, a white rug, a white kind of uh, off, uh, area rug in my bedroom. And the people walked in and they were like, whoa. Because I think at that age still, I don't know, people were still living like uh, almost like their college dormitories or they just hadn't really put much thought into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and everybody doesn't put much. You know, that's it's not for everybody. So I think it felt like a grown up's apartment. And I remember there was a young lady there who I didn't know. She was a friend of another friend's and she was a banker, stockbroker banker. And she's like, you know, one day I'm going to hire you. But I wasn't even in the business though. I was still in fashion. So in my mind, Was this
0: something that you had in the, in your mind yet to pursue? No, No?
1: I just really had done the home for me because it, it relieved the stress of going to work and not really enjoying what I was doing
0: Mm. at the
1: time. So I was like, if I'm going to be in the city, And this is something I like, you know. um, Yeah. My mom always kept a beautiful home, but I just, I don't think I thought of it as an industry. You know, I didn't, maybe I knew of architecture, but I never thought of interior design,
0: you know? Okay, yep, yep.
1: So yeah, it's a couple of years later, that woman, she called me. And that's how I started my business. And it was a commercial project. I remember doing um, her wine boutique at the time in Harlem. They didn't know they were my first client. I faked it all the way through. I hired the people. I, I love needed. It. I hired the uh, <laughs> structural engineer, uh, the, you know, whatever engineers I needed. I hired architect of record. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> and that's your first, like that is I, jumping in the deep I, end.
1: Because it was honestly, if I showed you, it was a, it, imagine a commercial space with just gray walls, no, no lighting, no HVAC, no, no sheetrock, no, studs no no nothing it was a blank it was a piece of clay but I had imagination and I had this vision and also maybe I was part crazy and stupid I don't know because (laughs) I was younger so I just made the fear like I feel like sometimes now I'm I'm riddled with more fear now than maybe I was then
0: really yeah interesting Okay. So that is really good to know that kind of backstory. It's so fascinating how people get to where they are now. Yes. So now what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah. So I, you know, I almost want to say there is no typical
1: day. Even though <laughs> there really isn't. Um, uh, cause it could be, Oh, my computer systems are breaking down. Now I have to go like, you know, I, I have to get them fixed. So it puts a monkey wrench and everything. Yeah. Um, it depends. Like I do, I, you know, I like, I do say when I wake up, I do pray. Mm. I pray. I don't really meditate, but I do pray. And I have particular prayers that I pray that depending on what it is. Like I pray the salesman prayer. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I don't know if I have. It's by, um, just if you Google the salesman prayer and I think it's by Og Mandino or Mandini or something like that. I can get you the the, the name of it, but it, helps me stay grounded and it, you know i realize because i the world is scary even if you've been doing something for a while because you do totally. not know what, what what might come and even though i'm an interior designer i'm still in the business of i'm a salesperson
0: yeah yeah
1: interior designers are salesmen because you have to set one you're selling yourself like to, 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 why would someone hire me They 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 I have to sell them. So it starts at whether it's my social media um, imprint, my website, that phone call, those referrals. Then when you, if you've landed the job, then you have to sell them on your vision, on the process. You have to uh, earn their trust, you know, and and then you have to sell them on the ideas and the product. And it really want, is a
0: big role that you're holding in somebody's life or business. It, it, you know, it really is it to really feel is. like you're letting someone in on what your vision is. You know, I feel like that is a role that people don't take lightly when they're bringing someone on. So
1: yeah, and yeah, and I give it to the I give it to clients who actually hire designers because you know I don't know if I could,
0: right? You know, yeah. because,
1: and maybe that's because I am a designer, so I you know I own and I'm very close to what. My style is and what things I like, and I like to inject. You know, I like I know my point of view, mm. and I love the process of it. Yeah, you know, but then I mean, I get it. There are people who don't. They just yeah. they just don't. So true. They, they do. They think they know, and <laughs> they really don't. But <laughs> yeah, you know and then those people that kind of let go of a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to hire this professional to come in and help me problem solve. Yes, that, that, I think it's it takes. It takes a lot because you, because, you know, as a designer, you have to get into their, you have to get into the client's mindset. And what is it? What are your motivations? What yeah. are your attitudes? Like, how do you live in this house? What are your ethos? Like, what brings you joy? And, um, and what sparks, like what brings a sense of balance? All of that stuff.
0: Yeah. It gets really big picture really quickly.
1: <laughs> really quickly. Right. Yeah. Right?
0: And thinking like, you know, you're saying like, for me, I'm someone who definitely doesn't consider myself a designer. I love all things beautiful. I love dreaming about a space, but when it comes down to planning the logistics, figuring out the measurements of what's going to fit, figuring out, you know, this, the detail stuff that comes into actually making it happen. That is not my strong point. And I can fully own up to that. Like I would love to hand a designer, my Pinterest board and then let them (laughs) like run with it. You know, I can, I can recognize where my weaknesses are and it's, it's really in the execution of it.
1: (laughs) And I, and I just say, I love it. I mean, it is more challenging sometimes. I mean, okay, this is, it's, there's two sides to this. Sometimes it's amazing if you have a client that's just like, run with it. Yeah. We trust you, we want your vision, go with everything. But it can be challenging if they don't know anything about what they like or mm. anything that speaks to them. Because um, like for me, part of my process is, you know, I do a discovery call now you know, that's just 20 complimentary, just to get a sense, like, you know, what your project is, is it right for us? Could be, we, could we be right for you before we go, before we invest too much time, right?
0: Yes. And find out sense. before they
1: realize, okay, they can't, they, they, they don't have the, the budget or they don't want to pay for, you know, right. Certain, right. Um, right. Oh, a, a project or whatever, or to hire a designer. Um, And then after that, you know, we have a survey because, you know, there's the whole programming aspect of it, like what I was just describing, like getting to know them. What are your priorities? What do you want? How do you want to live? Do you entertain? Do you have a dog? Do you like all those things? (laughs) Do you collect? Are you planning on collecting? Like what, you know, you want, I really want to delve in. What colors do you love? What do you hate? Because that way, but then it's hard when people, and, and I also determine if someone's really, if they may be the client for me, if they if they take the time to fill out my survey, then I know they're going to take the time to collaborate along mm. the way. Yes. If they don't take the time, then I don't I wonder how motivated they are, perhaps. Right. And um, because I think you have to they, the client has to be invested, not just financially, but they have to be invested emotionally. They have to care about Yes. The,
0: yeah, I can imagine it being you know, yeah. just not, not all that it seems like it would be cracked up to be to have someone completely and totally hand it to you. And yeah, I mean, it'd be great on one hand because then they're like, Oh, love it. Love it. Okay.
1: Let's go for it. And then their right. pocketbook, you know, aligns with that. That's better. Right. But then on the flip side, it could be if they're too controlling or too micromanagement micromanager, then that's not always a good thing either. Right. But I do personally, I like, I do love clients that have, um, that are design enthusiasts.
0: I love it. Maybe they
1: don't, or, or the client that, okay, maybe they're not a design enthusiast, but they know they really want a beautiful home Mm, Yeah. for whatever reason it is, whether it's to entertain or to show off to their friends or, you know, whatever. They they fully value
0: the work that you're doing. Yes.
1: Yes. That's it. Value. That's a good, that's a good word.
0: So you're actually setting me up perfectly for what my next question is, which is for the people who are listening or for, in your experience, clients that you have who they know they want a beautiful home, but they have no idea how to figure out what their style is. What would be some of your tips to kind of hone in on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, I, you know, I would say the thing is, okay. I would say, go, go to house, go to Pinterest, check, you know, check magazines. Like I, sometimes I would ask, well, what's your favorite magazine? So I would list the, the, the mm. shelter magazines. but I have found most, a lot of people do not know they don't even pick up magazines. So that's, that's a, true.
0: That's true. A lot They're way of less common.
1: Not, they don't have time. I don't have. Time. <laughs> but they don't. Have, they don't have time, or it's just not their interest. So mm. I think people do go to Pinterest and they do go to House, but my sometimes my problem with those, um, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, maybe not so much House, but I love some <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> yeah you can cancel that one out, but, um, sometimes, and even on social media and I've started to pull back myself that you see the same things. Mm. Like
0: I, so true.
1: Yeah. Even for myself, like I, um, I was like, let me pull back from always looking at magazines for myself because I don't want my work to keep, to look like every other designer's work. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, because I, I think of a person's home or the projects I work on as a piece of art, you know? Yeah, I know but it has to be fun, a functional art, but I think if you get to, because, you know, once you you start to see the the internet and you start to see the same style, and you that do. may be great for business because I know a lot of people do follow the crowd. They, they want, okay, they see this look, this farmhouse modern or whatever it may be, which I love. I do love it, don't get me wrong, but but then sometimes it's like how do how do those homes distinguish themselves from the other
0: right right
1: you know and that's so. important for me too for the client so I ask them like what are your hobbies what do you like
0: mm.
1: um like I sent a client a book you know I asked them like where you know where do you like to vacation what are your interests because they I was like you guys have no assess. like where's your person where's the personality We <laughs> you can feel- we have filled it with beautiful furniture, Yeah, but I don't see you guys. I don't see you guys, you mm. know, like yeah. I found out my husband used to DJ. So I said, where are all your albums? They're in storage. Oh, we, got, we have to pull those see, out.
0: I love that. Yes. I love that. And I feel like those are the things that are, that separate just recreating something you see on Pinterest from it and make it into a thing that yes. is personalized, special, and will be dear to you, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I tell so people,
1: I, yeah, like de- like figure out what it is you love. Bring things back from vacation that speak to you. Um, You know, if you collect anything, you know, let's let's you know if there's colors that you love. If you dress a certain way, but like what what the home should reflect you. It yeah. shouldn't. Re- I mean, it. You know, my stamp will always be there. Like I do. My stamp will be in that home because I. Do <laughs> Because they, I I come up with ideas they wouldn't have thought of. So Absolutely. You, can, you may know that okay, you did hire a professional, but I still want like every project I work on is different. Like yeah, I don't think you can go to my portfolio and say oh they're all the same. Everything's the same.
0: I I love that, and it's interesting hearing you say this because I feel like like this kind of leads to just a healthier way of living because it's pointing yeah. people into like just a place of more mindfulness about the things yes. that they love and like you know, keeping mementos from them or thinking of creative ways to have that be reflected in your home. Those are things that people, those are thought processes that people aren't going through a lot of times. And I feel like yes. maybe being given permission by you to value their own lived experiences enough to have it reflected in their space. That's, that's really significant.
1: And that's really significant. And I've, I've even come across clients that I like, got a client um, whose home we, we actually had published last year. And when I first met her, she had taken a moment, but she, her mother, she took her, she was her mother's caretaker and her mother, she inherited the apartment that she kind of, she grew up in, and her, you know, she cared for her mother in that home. And, but when I walked in the home, I knew I, it, it wasn't a project I would have ordinarily taken because it was smaller, but when I walked in the home, she was an artist, a designer like me. It gave me a chance to work with another creative, but it, it, but the, it, was, a, it was a mess. <laughs> this is a mess. Like she, she, she sent me a before picture recently. She goes, you can use that as a before and after. And I was like, okay, because this, this would sell it. It really would if you saw. But I told her, I said, I'm going to come back. I said, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to take some time and go through the things that are important to you and, and, and get rid of what no longer serves you. Because I knew, I said, I said we can't even bring a construction crew in here to do any renovation until you clear out.
0: Wow, and that's, so a, I, that's, I, a, that's a significant really, process. Yeah,
1: we had to wait. And I've had to tell people that before. Like, cause I'm not uh, an organizer. I'm not a professional organizer. I can do it for right. myself. I don't, I don't really want to do it for other people. Right. I can bring people in, but but I realized people also, because how do you transition to that next, to what you want? You, yeah. you're, you're bringing me in for the transformation, I'm hoping, you know. I, yeah. I, most likely. So if you want to experience that transformation, okay, these are some things you have to do. And this is what we have to do to get to that.
0: Yes. Oh, it really is. It's interesting because I was thinking this a few, a while ago, I was speaking with an organizer and we were talking about how it's less about how do you want your space to be, but more about what kind of life do you want to live and what kind of person do you want to be? And this is, that's totally holding true with, with what you do. It
1: really is. Because I think your home, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't Go on vacations and hang out with friends and do the things that you want to do. You know, which are right. the, those are things I'm trying to do more of the things that I love to do, which are hard to do in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but at the same time, I love a beautiful home, but I don't want to be a prisoner to my home either. Right. You know,
0: right? Um,
1: right. They, yeah. You know, I think some your home should motivate you, or you know, motivate you to be a better person or like you said earlier, a more mindful person or thoughtful.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. So important. I'm so, I feel like that's the area of home things that I'm so passionate about is the ability for your home to support the kind of person that you want to be, or like the habits that you want to form or just the way that you want to feel on a day-to-day basis. It really, there's so much power in that.
1: Yeah. I think there's so much power and I, you know, it's another challenge that I do find um, and I'm trying to move more towards that as well. And I think the pandemic brought on some of that, Um, you know, as a designer, you know, we have to, we have accounts and we open up accounts. So whether they be in high point or with new vendors, North Carolina vendors or our local vendors or or, or, our vintage vendors, but I have found that because of all the supply chain delays and, and material oh my um, goodness. Wild. delays and, and shortages that it has been insane. And I have had to tap into patience. I've had to ask my clients to be very show some grace, be, you know, show patience and everything will work out. All right. But the, the, the thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, like for my own home, I, I love vintage. So like a lot of the artwork you may see. So a lot of it's my mom's too. Really? Which which is kind of vintage because some of it's from the 80s and the 60s when she first started.
0: But I I love love that
1: look. And you can always tell, like I can always tell when art is of a different um, decade or era. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But I love artists and people. Like I'm trying to get more clients into like invest, invest as much as you can afford in the best that you can afford. Mm. Uh, because what I, and I'm not, I'm in, you know, and I'm, I'm big on high-low or mid-low. I don't think a house has to be completely high-end or completely low-end. Right. I think it could be an eclectic mix of pieces that you find from a local antique mall or a vintage, a thrift shop or a local furniture store or yeah. your, or Brooklyn, like, and I'm in Har, you know, Harlem furniture makers or Brooklyn makers, um, because there's something about there's something about repurposing, and something about somebody new ownership. You know, somebody else yes. owning me yes. that somebody else had, or that piece that you met this furniture maker or the artist, and you've been to their studio or you got to know them, and then you—it's in your home and it has some yes. sort of.
0: Totally, you get to look yes. at it and have those memories and feelings come back every come time. Back. Yes. You know, that's a cool it's thing to have in your home. I'm trying
1: to push. You know, cause I know some younger design. you know, everything's online and they're buying online and they're buying things like they, they need it fast, but you can also tell when you, when you look at the home and you're saying, okay, I can like, you know, where's the, the soul or where are the.
0: Totally. You're so right. So right. It's like, it's worth it being a little bit of a slower process to find it things really, that resonate with you.
1: It really is. It really is. <laughs> 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 because I'm working on my part because I, I, I. I the last time I really photographed my, it was my old apartment. It's been years, but you know, uh, the other thing is my taste is expensive because there are some things <laughs> like, okay, I'm just not going to sacrifice on this. But then right. most people walk into my apartment, they would say it's done. Really? But I still don't, I had my, I, I need to get my draperies up because that's one of my trademarks. But,
0: <laughs> okay. You know, yes. Always a work a in progress.
1: So, so they are. They are. I, it's always the last thing I do, but, um,
0: uh yeah so so good so good okay i'm really curious and you can take this in whatever direction you think but what do you feel like are the most common design issues or mistakes that you see people making
1: yeah well for me i i can just t- i think a lot of people hang their artwork too high like most people don't know really how I- yeah a lot of people do not i walk into homes and that's one of, if I'm doing a consultation, I'll just say, I don't take this the wrong way or personally, but your artwork is, is hung too high or it's mm. not hung properly. And I know okay. there are rules, but rules can be made to be broken. So if you're doing a gallery wall, obviously you can break some rules. If you're right. doing, if you're hanging three pieces together, or like I said, a gallery wall, or if you're, you know, you don't always have to hang something straight in the middle of the sofa. You can hang it to the left or the right it can be off kilter or or, yeah. or asymmetrical which could be way more interesting but most people don't think to do that so true um, yeah so that's one thing that I you kind of <laughs> drives me crazy <laughs> <And> <laughs> you've learned say, yes we have children we don't want them I said but you can teach children so I my mom was an artist I grew up with art in the house I grew up with murals and I mean like she taught us how and maybe that's why my brother and I appreciate like nice homes because she it it, and it we we didn't I didn't grow up in a house where it's like don't touch that go in that you can't go in that room and you know it wasn't like that but it was just you knew right away when something was special
0: to value it and care for it yeah
1: and I knew right away like like this chair, you know, would I would later find out that something was by, um, you know, one of the great masters. If I saw it in someone's house, it's like, that's a really cool design, mm, you know, I've never yeah. seen it before. But I just, I think kids also, I'm, I'm segwaying but I think kids recognize, kids recognize early. You would be surprised. Like I've done homes and the kids walk in, they're like, wow. Really? And they're young children.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know myself as a child, that was everything to me. I will never forget leaving town for a week to go to camp and coming back and my mom had redone my room while I was gone like and made it from, you know, it was fine before but she made it like totally, you totally know, awesome. at the time monograms were everything so I had a monogram pillow, yes. I had, you know, it was all new. It was like it was like better than going to camp. It was everything. Yes. It was oh, everything. That
1: was it was like the 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 reveal. Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. That was yes. A beautiful- from your mom right I know I'm like I want I want to do that with my daughter when she gets older so um okay so that's a common so that's mistake you're seeing people make. Yeah, I
1: mean that's one thing I feel that um people make mistakes on you know I I, I think that people should bring in professionals
0: mm, yeah when,
1: yeah when it's necessary you can tell when people haven't um brought in um the right professionals for their job I mean nothing against DIY if you have the skill set, but there are certain things that, yeah, bring in the right people.
0: Right, right. Because you
1: will be, yeah, money-wise, it it's a better investment.
0: Absolutely. Yes. The professionals are gonna get it done, you know, more effectively, yeah. more quickly, and it's gonna look yeah. better. So, and
1: scale. Another thing is I think not everybody understands. So one thing going to art school is you learn about scale, proportion, line, weight, all of those uh, aspects to art and design, and that transfers, whether you're an artist, and you're painting and you're understanding the weight of a line and like you can show shadow and, and dimension just yeah. by your You can show, um, uh, like I always find like artists know they have the best sense of composition. So that composition on a painting may not be any different than composition in a room.
0: Mm. You know? yeah. So like if you're
1: hanging, like the other day I was hanging this piece, you can't see them, these pieces right here. And I just called my mom to get her opinion because she's a paint, she's an artist. And I was like, okay, which one I'm, I'm trying to determine. And I think I know what I want to do, but what you? she goes, definitely put the one with the heavier weight on the top because it's next to this. So we were we were having mm, a design yeah. discussion about weight and balance and scale and proportion.
0: Yes, uh, and, and all, and it all is. And some
1: people get that all, they get it totally wrong. But then again, rules can be broken. So I always say
0: that. Amen. <laughs> There are exceptions to everything. I love that. That's that's what makes design and art so dynamic, I feel like. Yes. Oh, love it. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. The Life and Style podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations across the country, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local shops, all under one roof. Painted Tree vendors specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, and so much more. For shoppers, it's truly a one-stop gift shop, an experience like no other, and you can feel great about your purchase, knowing that you're supporting a small business. For vendors, owning a shop at Painted Tree is an unbelievable opportunity for growth. Owning your own business is so rewarding, but the cost of opening a brick and mortar store can be staggering when you take it on by yourself. Did you know the average cost of opening a retail store is $100,000? The reason Painted Tree was created was to give people with a dream a fighting chance at succeeding. We are passionate about giving dreamers like you the opportunity to do so without the buckling financial risk that comes with it. In this community, we share costs, resources, and wins. To learn more about how you can open a shop inside Painted Tree, visit paintedtree.com vendors. And we've kind of touched on this, but let's say for you personally, how do you feel like a physical space impacts you on your day to day life? So the way that your home is designed, how do you feel like that affects your day to day?
1: Well, for me, it's just I love being surrounded by the things that I love. Like so, for me, art is big. Like that, if I could, if I had more money, if I was wealthier, <laughs> I would definitely be a huge art patron. I would be a huge art collector. I would collect emerging, really? as many emerging artists as I can, and um, but I love being surrounded by my art. So there are times when I just stop, like I just hung these pieces and I may a couple of times today come in and just stand and mm. look at, like it's my very own museum. Um, I do love order. So I love, um, I mean, I do, there are things that I, can, I purposely have my, <laughs> my camera tilted to one side because there's some yes. chaos.
0: Yeah. It's well composed.
1: It's well composed. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, get see, you don't get to see the real. I mean, I can show you the real. But you're like, right, everybody's got clutter. Yes. I, I personally, I do, I, I can't operate and think with too much clutter. Totally. Um, totally. So for me, like having my cupboards, you know, all like pretty and, you know, straightened out and things organized or my drawers organized and, um, you know, that does it for me. I love sunlight. I, mm. I realize now going forward, I think because I've had three apartments in New York. Um, this will be my last apartment <laughs> in New York. <laughs> this is it. But they all face north. I mean, except I mean, two of them did have some south facing because they were in brownstone. But I realized north facing light is not the best for me and my personality. Really? Yes. Like I. Like I really, I mean, cause I dream of living in California, which mm. may not ever happen, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> things I have going on. But when I see these homes with nothing but windows, yes, I love it. Like I love like homes me with windows too. and windows.
0: Yeah. I realize
1: I need to soak up sun. Yes. It, it it's profound.
0: Me. The impact, at least for me, that it yes. has on my mood, my productivity, everything.
1: Yes. Yes. So those are things that I, um, I love, I love a home that's tactile. Like I love to mix different, um, finishes, like whether it's like something that's rough hewn, like a basket or like, I have a great basket here that I put blankets and pillows in, or my sofa is wool and silk velvet, or I have some sculptures from uh, because my great-grandmother's grandmother's grandmother's from Papua new guinea so i have some tribal sculptures i have plants like i usually keep a tree but i'm having a hard time keeping a tree in this apartment because of the light Mm. Um, Mm. but i love growing plants like i love like i talk to my plants. okay yeah i I love it i love love it (laughs) Um, there's something beautiful about that but i love to mix finishes i don't know my coffee table books i love those things and I love oh taking the covers off. So I love the beautiful, like, linen covers mm. um, of the coffee table books. Um, just things that, I don't know, that make me happy. But I, I love, um, I love, like like I said, I love mixing old and new, borrowed, um, high-end, low-end, found, free. And then I love mixing textures oh, and artwork. Yes, yeah. so that's me. I'm very eclectic. And it's very, it's, it. it's highly personal. My home is highly personal.
0: I can tell. Like, every... every- nook of it means something special to you and was, you know, hand curated by you for a reason. And I I think that's such a, such a beautiful way to live, honestly.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah. And I, and I suggest that everybody live that way.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And if you had to describe your personal style, how would you describe it?
1: Have you, have you ever been a Bergdorf? No, I haven't. So I, God, I love it. It's like the one Store that I still keep my Bergdorf credit card. Um, not <laughs> that that often, but it's like Bergdorf's. Goodman is. They they have these beautiful salons, so I love like, if you go into like a high end woman's boutique. Mm-hmm. So within Bergdorf they have boutiques. So each designer may have their own boutique and. There may be a beautiful chair or a sofa or a fan couch or a very uh, crazy, um, bold rug. And, you know, maybe there's a bouillon or a fringe or a trim on the edge of the su- like, I Like, I feel like my home looks like a, a fashion boutique. In yes from what almost, I can
0: see I can confirm
1: <laughs> yeah like it, like it feels and I realized that because I was in birth, like I said I was in Josh yesterday and just walked and I almost I, I, I said wait are you guys closed because there was a guy he was turning off the escalator he goes yeah we're closed I said well you didn't say anything like oh my I'm goodness like, they close at 7 it's 7 15 I'm just walking no around no way I was wondering where everybody was
0: <laughs> oh my goodness you're like i've got the place to myself you this know, is amazing
1: really, i said well can i have gotten locked in here because if i have gotten locked in here i would have tried on everything um, right but <laughs> i the way they designed some of those boutiques like you can tell like the framing on the artwork is very thoughtful you can tell it's like probably custom framing or um i don't know it's curated
0: yeah i guess curated not, I thoughtful. layered
1: layered curated uh sensual um I love French modern
0: really I love the Mm.
1: 20th century um you know I you know I probably gravitate towards the the 20th century more so maybe than the 19th and I mean I can work with the older periods because I've had you know I have clients that have older pieces but for my personal style um probably as far back as I may go it's probably the 20th century, maybe the late 1800s or something, but okay. yeah, but yeah, I love those, um, like Bauhaus, Scandinavian design. Um, um yeah. Af- you know, African and, and yeah. So again, just a
0: mix. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. It, I feel like that question, it always lands in, you know, it's a mix because we are human beings. We have like yeah. ever-changing things that we love. We have stories that come into play in the spaces that we're creating. Like it, it's really close to impossible to define one's style with like really, one or two it words.
1: It really is. It really is. Cause I like so much and, and, and I may see something that I found on the street, which I used to do, <laughs> I love it. then I got rid of something cause then it just ends up in storage, um, <laughs> but I'm like, this would be great. I'm going to use this for this.
0: And <laughs> love it. That is a thing unique to New York. I've learned that is not really a thing else yeah, is I people like actually app. putting things out on the street
1: app for that. They may even have an app. Like they're really,
0: they're,
1: yeah. They may have an app where you could just get in your truck and go.
0: To, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. Um Okay. Next question for you is, and you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but what are some daily rituals that you find to be the most important for your mental health?
1: Yeah, well, I, like I said, I love praying. I haven't got so much into meditation, but lately now I'm listening to podcasts where they talk about manifestation. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think on manifestation, like I've had things that have manifested for me. Um, some things that haven't, so I'm, there are some things personally that I'm like, why is that not manifesting? Right. right. <laughs> then like, wait a second. Like, yeah, but then there are things I like throw out in the universe, like, oh, I want to do a home in Florida. And two years later, one of my clients that, that, you know, they still have property here in New York, but during the pandemic, they were like, oh, we're buying a house in Florida. Wow. I'm doing a house in Florida. Amazing but I put it out there and I thought it was going to be another part, but it's like, okay, what else can I put out there? So, the, I mean, and that has happened to me where I throw things out and they come th- through, Wow! you know, like I remember wow. I wanted to do a craftsman bungalow home, but I was like, I don't know how that's going to happen because I don't think there are any craftsman bungalow in New York. But then one of my clients, uh, sold their house in one part of Brooklyn, bought in Ditmas Park, which I had, that was published in um, last uh, fall. And I drove up to the, um, I drove up at Park my. I was like, what? Wait, I had never been to Ditmas Park, Brooklyn. I didn't realize that there were these older Victorian homes and these craftsmen, but I'd never been. Oh
0: my you goodness. You could take the
1: subway to that name. They were detached homes
0: wow. in Brooklyn that you
1: could actually do. And it was a craftsman bungalow. No way. But I oh. but I always want because I'm like oh I guess I have to be in the go back to the Midwest or Southern Cal- like California or like certain parts of the yeah. country we see more of those. So like I said, so I believe in manifesting. Um, I would maybe love to do more meditating, but meditation, but I do pray. I do love to have either tea or coffee in the morning before mm-hmm. I get started. And one thing that I am trying, like, so I have certain days, like, so I know like Thursdays for me are invoice and proposal days. So I learned a long time ago that it's good to like bulk your yes. activities together because it helps you be more productive.
0: Oh so yes, like, Tuesdays, I'm learning that actively are, right now. <laughs> yes,
1: are <great>. like, <laughs> Tuesdays are great for meetings. You know, if you can do as many meetings, whether they be online or in person, but things that Um, that keep me organized is just like having certain days for certain activities so whether like I said Thursdays are my days for invoicing and proposals you know Fridays I'm really trying whether it's every other Friday I really want to have a shorter day and then go out and see go to Mm -hmm. museums do um do things that inspire me now that has not always been easy it's something that i am working on personally um, there was a designer uh, bunny williams uh, mentioned it recently at an event and she's like designers get from behind your computers or it can be advice for anybody yeah take a day where like so for me i love museums like take a day where you do a museum half the day because you would be totally. amazed by the inspiration that it would spark and just getting yourself from behind this screen <laughs> you know yes. and, oh and being um, you know just sitting at a desk all the time oh um, uh, uh, what else yeah so there's days where like there's days for drafting I mean it, but the, like I said this is not hard fast because life is not all hard right <laughs> things happen where okay I, I have a little hiccup here there may be a delay um, but it will be fine we're going to get it
0: done you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that you brought up batching your work because that is yeah. something I'm really learning the value of. Like it really, it's such a time saver and a sanity saver. And I feel like yeah. work, work turns out better that way because you get to stay in one mode, you know, yes. instead of bouncing between tasks. You get to stay.
1: And I'm, you know, there was a podcast. I don't know. I love podcasts too. Oh, I, was, me too. Oh <laughs> um, I love podcasts. I'm excited to be on yours. Um, huh. <laughs> there was something I was uh, listening to recently and I I can't remember where it was, but it was about being focused. And it was the art, it's either the art of being focused or it was, it was a guest that was talking about people who certain certain, there's certain people or certain trades where they do more focused work. Mm. So like if you're a carpenter, you may be more focused and you don't really get distracted by, you know, the outside world. So it has an effect on the outcome and the, either the level of work that you can produce or the amount of work or that, right. So I was like, you know what, I want to take some of that. I want to figure out how can I be more focused this year and 2022 and moving forward and learning to say no to certain things that I just, you know, I can't say yes to everything. Totally um, learning what will serve me, what may not serve me, learning how I can, what, what, how I can be of service as well,
0: because it's right. not always
1: about what will serve you. But um, but I yeah, I, I just think that it, it just kind of removing some of the things that may be distractions like, like I will be honest with you. I have decided to be on Instagram less mm. this year, so I may do no more than four posts a month now. You got to do what
0: you got to do. If that's going to be a sanity saver, it is worth doing it. Like on social media is one of the biggest distractions. Truly. It
1: really is. It really is. And I really, and I was like, okay, have I, I mean, has it served this purpose? What did I get from it? You know, maybe it's something I have to revisit again. Maybe if I get some help with it, but right now I said, okay, I need to pull back. And there's some other things I need to take care of in my, in my life. So,
0: right. I love it. I love it. You're reminding me, and I just want to share with anybody who's listening, the book Deep Work by Cal Newport was a huge game changer for me in learning about okay, this. Like he talks okay. so much about the value of, you know, deep work, actually getting in the that zone and staying in it. Because the thing that was interesting to me that may be who it was. Maybe really work. Maybe it was. Work, that maybe sounds, it was. Maybe, he talks yeah. he talks on a lot of podcasts. So it really could have okay. been. He's phenomenal. But he talks about attention residue, how like every time we change our attention from one thing to another, there's a delay where we're not able to really focus for a while. And he was like, because of social media, most people are living in a state of attention residue, like all day because they're going in and out of paying attention to that. And that that hit hard.
1: That hit, Yeah, that makes sense. And so I think what you're saying and if that's yeah, I think that has hit for me. Yeah. So I am trying to channel that this year.
0: I love it. I love that. Um, that's powerful. Okay. What makes you feel (laughs) like the best version of yourself?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, you know, that can be many things. Um, I do love talking. I love connecting with people. Um, like what we're doing right now. I I think that's important. I think it's important for people to meet new people when they can. That's what has been so challenging about the pandemic. It's been, you know, isolating for so many. So true. Um, and so for me, that helps with my mental health connect connection, human connection is important. Yeah. You know, so yes. even like having a day like, I mean, there may be days where it's like, okay, I don't want to talk to anybody. But the, I mean, but I think that it's important to, to talk and connect with people and even connect with people that have differing opinions or or, or ideas, you know, because you can learn from it. Right. Um, I would say like, I have not, I mean, I was like, okay, I need to get back into working out because that does make me feel better. And just, mm, you know, also yeah. my aging parents and my dad with what's happening with my dad right now, it's like, okay, Kita, you need to definitely get back to working out and making it mm. a habit and a part of your life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, just, oh, like Finding whatever workout that you love is like very helpful. Finding the workout.
1: <laughs> I realize if you don't, you will pay for it when you, bec- when you get to a certain age, you really mm-hmm. will. So you, and, and that's, you know, so the things that you put in your body, um, so eating well and I, you know, working out and um, it, it, it does make me feel better, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, there's just so many things. I think that um, learning things having grace and, and, and being more understanding makes me feel like a better version of myself. And also learning, um, like right now I'm learning a lot about like realizing insurance. Like I have, have, I've had to go through a lot of my insurance policies and realize, okay, I'm underinsured here. Mm. It is So like when you're dealing with like aging parents, like the, like even being at a certain point in life and realizing that you, do, you still want to have fun. Yeah. You still want to have fun in life, but you still got to plan. You really yes. do. You still have to plan. And I would say to young people, make sure you plan, make sure you have all the right insurances because they can even work for you. I as love, life, love as that. As life benefits. You know, mm. not just death, but they can work for life.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, that's good. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So, to, and
1: it doesn't matter how old you are. I think, that's another thing you can always go through trans you can transition yes. you can transition from one mindset to the next you can transition from one station in life to the next you can put things on hold you don't have to have that FOMO or fear like that fear of missing out I'm trying to get over that
0: yes that, oh that yes
1: Harrison like that's the thing with social media it's it's a it is a it is a it's right for like comparing yourself to other people. Right. And when you start to do that, and I think every that can be and that can happen to anybody, the best of us. So I think you that's when you have to pull back. Yeah. Pull back and 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 be happy with who you are and know that you're only your you are your own competition. And that you just, you know, strive to be the best you, you can be. Oh, so and I think that's good. and the best you, you can be for your family.
0: hundred you know? percent. that's in everyone's best interest. If we're individually yeah. doing that, that's yes. so good.
1: And so for good. the world and the best you for our, our, our world. So we can sustain our, our world and the world for our children.
0: It's so true. It's so true. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, I just love that
1: you got me all like
0: philosophical (laughs) it's it's hard not to go in that direction sometimes you know um okay what are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to
1: that is hard okay (laughs) great um you know on social media I, I it's hard for me to remember like because because I am pulling back from it a little bit but I will say I do follow I love following photographers like the top interior photographers and part of that is business because I'm um it's an art form too and I'm looking for like who's the best photographer to like shoot my next projects or who who would I want to work with like who's who's working in certain with certain magazines so that those are I do follow them I actually put a lot of photographers on um you know how you can check off uh, notifications so when when they post no yeah so those are those are accounts but like podcasts so like i said i'm i love podcasts um and i have collected i don't you know listen to all of them i've collected a few new ones because now money's a big thing so now like like i have Susie orman i haven't started listening to hers yet but then i've been listening to uh this one on manifestation called expanded okay Podcasts. um, podcast. um but I do love, uh, okay. And I, 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 for design, I love the business of home.
0: Mm, Okay. I
1: do love that one because that's just good to just keep a pulse on the design part of the industry, but ones that kind of feed my soul. I love code switch.
0: Okay. I don't think I've heard of that one.
1: Yeah. That's on NPR. Um, I love Hidden Brain.
0: Ooh, me too. Yeah, so good.
1: And oh, Seth Godin. Godin is it Godin? Seth Godin. Akemba. Okay. I love that. I him. don't know. Awesome. Seth Godin. Yeah, I think it's it's G O D I N.
0: G O D I
1: N. Okay. Yes. Awesome. That, and, then, awesome. The, and they're real short podcasts, and he's very abstract in his thinking. But it's he. I think he speaks to the creative world. But he is—I I want to say—he's a marketer slash something else. But his, I, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's more. There's more. But those it. are those are the ones that I kind of um, keep
0: coming about. back
1: to. <laughs> oh, and I love Life Kit by Okay Emily, Life Kit
0: on awesome. NPR. Because so I love so learning many good recs. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. NPR puts out some really good stuff. I they will say do. Really like, good stuff.
1: Funny is good. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Awesome. And Thank find, you for that. Depending on where
1: I am, I find different ones, you know, that totally. speak to me at the time.
0: There's a podcast for every age, every stage, every interest, I feel like.
1: <laughs> there really, there really is. And some are some are better than others. Like I'll try some and I was like, okay don't, don't care for her voice. So I can't.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my I mean, goodness. I don't like beautiful. listening to my own voice and I'm, I'm honored and surprised that other people can do it. But for some reason, I don't like listening to my own voice. Yeah, it's hard for me.
1: I think you. that's where we're all weirded out when we hear our voice or we see <laughs> ourselves and then you're like, Oh yes. my God, like they should have done the lighting different. Like, oh my god! Why, why didn't somebody tell me my hair was looking crazy? You
0: know? Yes, we are our own worst critics. We can be, by our, own, far. Yeah, we
1: can be our worst critics.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is time for the rapid fire questions.
1: Lots of oh, fun. yes. I, I,
0: I, I start did. the sentence and then you finish it. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's see All if right. I can remember.
0: Okay. <laughs> the color I wear most often is.
1: Okay. Unfortunately, during the winter, it's navy and black. okay okay I like navy and black but 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 I'm a color person so during the spring I bring out my colors yellow is my favorite color
0: oh really I love that and then I love
1: prints and patterns
0: Mm, love it love it uh my favorite book is
1: so my so unfortunately I don't have a lot of time to read and that's not true I have not made the. I need I, I need to get back to making the time but it was um Ishmael by um, Daniel Quinn. Okay. And that was a book, it was put on like 92, 93. And it's still one of my favorite books, even though I need to read it again to remember everything that it was about. But it, I think like the protagonist or the main character was a gorilla. Really? But it, it was told, it was so as a novel, but it used this gorilla to talk about um, like philosophical uh ideas that had to do with um not the new world but sustaining this world and and dealing with um it's hard for me to explain because it was
0: (laughs) it sounds really captivating and interesting it was
1: very captivating and it was a novel and i actually need to get back to it yeah so people can google it it's called ishmael by Daniel Quinn I believe yes but it it covers like ethics and and um not capitalism but it covers like our view and our world view and how that will like impact like the future and all of that Mm,
0: okay I'm gonna have to look that up for sure
1: it's kind of deep but it's a good book
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, this is a much less deep question. My favorite breakfast food is
1: (laughs) Oh, berries and omelets.
0: Ooh, I relate to that. (laughs) Love it. Um, my favorite app on my phone is
1: Oh God. Um, I like my, I like my podcast app and I, you know, I'm discovering the wallet
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, because I never used
1: it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm still buying Metro cards when I can just.
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Game changer.
1: Yeah.
0: Love it. Love it. Uh, My favorite outfit that I've ever worn was.
1: Yeah, my favorite outfit was this dress by this designer named Antonio Barati. I may be pronouncing his name wrong, Um, but it's a dress that I wore. To one of the winter antique shows um because i used to be on the, uh, the the designer committee of winter antiques and i used to always, it's just it was a moment to dress up it fit like a glove it was just gorgeous kind of color blocked in grays blues grays and blues and it was just gorgeous
0: oh love it love yeah. it there was a dress that you were wearing in the photos that you sent over that was yes stunning. that dress
1: is by my client Cassandra Brownfield which really? I asked her, yeah so you know I like when I photograph in, in a project I like to do new headshots mm-hmm. so and I said this will be good for you too you know to yeah. help promote your business because she's a small business and I said do you mind if I wear some of your clothing so and I said okay. I really want to wear that dress it was more like an ensemble because it was two pieces okay and it just worked it was so regal you know Gorgeous. even in all of its Patchwork, and yes. I really want her to make something that fits exactly for me. That's oh. in patchwork, yeah. So
0: amazing, that She's would be amazing. amazing. Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> um, when I was little, I wanted to be
1: oh gosh, a doctor,
0: a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew that one,
1: but oh, uh, then I wanted to be a forensic scientist. Oh, really? Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite place I've ever been is.
1: Well, my favorite place that I've never been, <laughs> that's how I have to answer because I haven't, I've, I haven't traveled enough, um, is Indo- uh, ba- Bali, in, oh,
0: Indonesia. Amazing. That's on my list. That's on my I, list. I want to get there. Yeah. Yep. You'll get there. I know it. <laughs> um, the best piece of advice I've ever received was?
1: You know, so much. Really, it's to just to stay. You know, my mom always tells me key to stay faithful just keep faith stay mm. in the faith everything will be fine everything works out persevere stay the course um she also told me to like she's like just never don't become she goes be mindful of becoming that person or somebody who talks about people
0: mm.
1: or is no you know because I've come across I've come across people like that and this is I know this is rapid fire but Oh, you're fine. Be mindful. I come across people who talk about people, but then I was like, I thought that that was your friend. Yeah. But, then you're like, okay. but then I realized, okay, stay clear of people like that. Um, and then also don't be that person that, you know, gets that reputation, you know, because it's so easy. It's easy to get caught up in gossip and all that, but it's like so to be true. mindful of, of that.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's good. Uh, my role model is? I'd
1: say it's my parents. Honestly, I mean, no. I mean, there are many, like, I mean, I could name off, you know, people who have amazing figures who have lived and have um, persevered, you know, who I've never met. Yes. <laughs> I could say, like, oh God, was, you know, it was like just what she did, you know, to Yeah. That, or, 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 you know, abolitionists, like anybody, anybody who's helped us, you know, make. America a better place. It may, you yeah. know, bring more opportunities. I could say that for, for everybody, you know. Yeah. But I would say my parents only because I am inspired by them. I mean, they're not famous. They're not well known, but they sacrifice, you know, to make hopefully a better world for their seed.
0: Mm. Yeah, And I think
1: any parent, you know, who are able to do that. I think that's, I think that's an amazing thing, you know, to be able to give to your children and hopefully um, introduce them or, or help them to grow a character.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: it become so true. Better citizens of the world. So yeah, I would say it's my, my parents. I learned something from both of them.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, I am currently learning about
1: Oh God. Yeah. You know, like I kind of said it earlier, like more about insurance.
0: Mm, yes. <laughs> I feel like that's a lifelong learning opportunity. Than
1: like This concept of like infinity banking that I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can borrow, you can invest in property. You can do this. It's like, you're your own bank. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I would say I feel like they should teach more financial literacy in school.
0: So true. So true. Um, okay. I love what I do because
1: I love what I do because I get the opportunity to uplift people's lives through my business, um, to bring them, you know, there's nothing better than to bring joy and balance and, and, um, abundance, spiritual abundance through the built environment. And to help people realize that. So, and I'd love, and I'd see it, like it uplifts my life. So like I've had clients say, you saved my marriage. Or you've just made, you know, you now people come over to our house for, oh, you know. I it, love it. It's it brought us closer to family and friends because now we entertain over here. Or now I have a quiet nook corner for myself to get away, whatever. I yeah. think that it, that's what I love. Oh. And it, it, like the, the few people that I can touch um, because I'm not a huge firm, but I think all designers and people who are in this field, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to trans transform and touch people's lives.
0: Truly, truly. Yeah.
1: I guess I'm not um, very good at rapid
0: fire. I know it's Oh, that's fine. To it know. it I feel like it's rarely actually rapid. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to do it rapidly. <laughs> Maybe we need to reconsider the name. I know. <laughs> um okay, how can people connect with you online?
1: Yeah, so people can connect with me various ways. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, I believe, uh, really Instagram, meet me there. So it's Keita Turner Design. So it's K-E-I-T-A-T-U-R-N-E-R-D-E-S-I-G-N. And I think that's the same for Facebook. Twitter, I don't really use that much. So you don't really need to go there. Um, <laughs> I think I'm on Pinterest as well, but and then my website, which is ketaturnerdesign.com.
0: Wonderful. Same across yeah. the board makes it easy to remember. I love it that. It makes
1: it easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Is there we, anything? We have enough passwords to remember. We, you know, you don't need to re- try to remember a, a website.
0: So true. <laughs> so true. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like people to know as they're following along on social media?
1: Oh, oh, they can also, uh, like my, I have a pillow collection that's uh, inspired by my great grandmothers. Um, It's called Livy and Neva, and that's short for Olivia and Geneva, which those were their names. Oh, I love that. So it's it's L-I-V-V-Y and Neva, N-E-V-A.
0: Yes, everyone, go check that out. I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: And I'll be updating it with more pillows and stuff. So it's and and they're from vintage, um, vintage and new fabrications. So and that's why I got the inspiration because my my grandmother was a, a home economics teacher and a seamstress. So and when she passed away, there was this world like it's just like her sewing room and everything was left intact. And I was like, what am I going to do? There's something here. There's something here.
0: So, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I just love, love that you have done that. Um, <laughs> I just love it. Um, is there anything else that you would like people to know as they're following along on social media?
1: Um, Oh gosh, I would just say, just keep following along. I may not be posting as much, but I think when I did, just my posts are going to be more thoughtful. You can follow my stories. I may put more in stories now.
0: Mm.
1: And um, let's see, what do I have coming up? There is the Winter Antique. I am one of the co-chairs for the Winter Antique show. We had to postpone the winter version of it. It will be coming in the spring. And will be host. it will be hosted in the old Barneys, well, which, which used to be Barneys, which is no longer, but we mm. will be... In the Barney's. So it was, it'll still be great. So that will be, I think, April 1st. Okay. Yeah, so okay. if you're in the city, come out for that. And just stay tuned because sometimes things pop up.
0: Totally. Totally. <laughs> Everyone follow along. Ugh, Keita, this just was amazing getting to chat with you. What you were doing is so significant. And then who you are is just radiant and so refreshing. And I'm grateful to you for chatting with me today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Kaylee. I appreciate it. And it's you, you're a breath of fresh air as well
0: thank you so much And
1: I wish you all the luck and best and just best wishes for your continued success and for your podcast and and
0: everything else that you you. do thank you so much thank you I hope you have an amazing rest of your week yes thank you and you too all right I'll talk to you soon
1: all right bye-bye
0: bye well, friends, there you have it. My conversation with kita Is she not amazing? I so adored getting to connect with her and I'm so glad to get to share her wonderful spirit with the world. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I really think you would also enjoy episode number 15 titled ways to embrace boldness in your life featuring Jordan rush and episode number three titled how style can impact your mental health featuring Zandra Zara. So go have a listen to those. And I will see you next week for a brand new episode. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at the life and style podcast in the meantime, bye friends. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.